right, welcome to the show, everybody. This is you like our shirts. Yeah, check out these new shirts we got here. <laughs> this is Tennessee Wildcast, Tennessee Wildlife Resources Agency's weekly podcast show. Tell your friends about us. If you haven't seen all the shows you've done so far, you're missing a lot of great information that will help you as a sportsman of Tennessee, a wildlife lover, an enthusiast. And they're on all the time. You can still go watch every single one of them. This is show number 26, by the show way. Show number 26. We're moving right along. Yep. And uh, we need a lot of folks to know about it because we're going to stay here. We're going to bring you some good stuff, information, so you don't have to say, I didn't know that, or they didn't say that, or how do we learn about that? It's right here all the time. Yep. This is Jason Harmon. I'm Doug Markham. We both work at the agency. I've been here for many, 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 many years. And He's the old guy. I'm the old guy for sure. <laughs> and anyway, been here a while. It's been a great place to work, Jason, and you know that too. And and uh, so we're going to celebrate it today, our 26th show, by wearing these yeah, new t-shirts. shirts. And, and we got some hats, hats ordered. Coming. And uh, hopefully maybe we give some of these away on the show sometime. That's the idea. We're going to explain that. We're going to have a Wildcast Extra, which is our two or three minute version of this show mm-hmm. that Jason hosts and we put out on the Facebook page. And we're going to do one this week. Talking about what we're going to do right here. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we're going to reiterate we're going to on reiterate. Facebook. Reiterate, yeah, maybe add a little bit when we do the uh, Facebook version of it. Our Facebook is easy to find, by the way, just mm-hmm. easy to find. We're the statewide Facebook, and got a lot of followers, and we hope that uh, that you follow us out there. And too, there's just no reason for you not to know what's going on with TWRA and with the hunting and fishing seasons and all the opportunities you have as a just somebody who likes the outdoors. Yeah, let me let me pull this up real quick just to show the folks at home on our on our uh, website. You know, scroll down, and there's our Twitter feeds and our newsroom and yeah. Facebook feeds. So and, and scroll back up when you're done. Yeah, it's that easy. That's tnwildlife.org. You can find us all there. Scroll it down just a little bit, Jason. Just a little bit. Because I want to see the WMA. See the field locators out there, the dove locators? Mm-hmm. That's that's going to help you find where our fields are with GPS coordinates over there under what we call hot topics now. And you're going to be able to go there and find all our fields, and that includes leased fields that we're going to have. And folks are already calling and wanting to know about these leased fields. I know I got ahead of myself, right? But That's all right. I, I, That's all right. Leased fields, they're wanting to know. These things don't usually get leased until a couple days, maybe a week, some of them, before the season starts. But you'll be able to go into all those regions if you know where you live. And we don't care where you go. If you want to go from Region 4 over to Region 1, you can. But yeah. they'll list all the fields out there, the coordinates how to get there and and um, help you with directions yeah, and, to get there. And just for example, Region 2, it shows lease fields and WMA fields. Both. Right, right. So you can you, you can, can go ahead and check out the WMA field. Like Bark yeah. Camp Barron's great big field over toward Tullahoma. Uh, it's, a, it's a huge field and sometimes has a really hot shoot, but you can't ever promise. I've been to the field, the one down there at uh, Yanali. I've been there several times. I've been there so when it was so hot you could you had to almost hold your ears and I'd go the next year and and um, nobody did anything. That's just dove hunting, mm-hmm. and you, so you need to scout as best that you can and hope Mother Nature works with you and doesn't send in a cold front or a storm. I think one year she sent in the remnants of a hurricane, and that's when it was so bad yeah. in a lot of places. Anyway, so let's let's give it before we get to our guest today. Let's mm-hmm. talk real quick about what is coming up, Jason. We got some seasons coming up uh, this Saturday. Yes, is August twenty seventh, correct? And that's the opening of squirrel season. Squirrel season. What yeah. else is it? Looking forward to it. It's free hunting day. Yeah. So yeah. no license required that day only to right. hunt. And and this is for squirrel. No, we yes. had a question squirrel. on Facebook. Can I go rabbit hunting? <laughs> you can, but you're going to get in trouble with the guy that's in our guest today. Yeah. It's, it's just for squirrels, okay? It's free hunting day. It's an opportunity to get a youngster out with you and go squirrel mm-hmm. hunting. You don't have to have licenses or permits, which means WMAs. Right. You can go hunting on our wildlife management areas, too. And anyway, the bag limit is, do you remember? 
Uh, you have to help me out on that. Ten, one. I can't ten a day. Ten, ten a day. squirrels a day. Yeah, ten a day. I think what the dove. I was thinking about dove. Dove's fifteen, right? Dove is fifteen. Okay, cool. All right, and let's talk about that real quick. September first. Yes. Opens at noon on the first day, half hour before sunrise. After that, limit is fifteen a day. Okay. And we will have a lot of fields that are open. We'll have a lot of lease fields. This is a lease field I worked a couple of years ago. We'll have a bunch of these open. As I said, go on that website and find them. But be patient because they're going to be getting up there late. Some of them are great fields. They try to get it. The officers in the in the counties try to find as good a field as they can. Mm-hmm. But they're like anything else. Sometimes they're hot and sometimes they're not. Okay? Yep. So, uh, and then that same day, uh, actually starting before Dove, on that first day, we have Canada goose season opening, five limit. And the thing you got to remember that can be confusing there is that if you're hunting those Canada geese, you got to have to- non-toxic shot, still shot. Mm-hmm. And if you're hunting those doves, you can shoot your lead, which is what you probably want to do because it's so expensive. And a lot <laughs> yeah. of you are, are shoot like I do. Yeah. So you want to you shoot lead. So don't get confused, but make sure you have still or non-toxic shot when you're going after those Canada geese and, and make sure you plug your shotgun. Yep. If you haven't, Say the last time you went hunting was for rabbits and you took that plug out, you don't want to get in trouble on that day. That's a that's a that's a day where our wildlife officers are out there, federal wildlife officers are out there, and one of the first things they're gonna do is check to make sure that shotgun is plugged and you can't put more than three shells in that shotgun, okay? Mm-hmm. So do that and make sure um you just remember where you are. What have a good time. And have a great time. Yeah. <clears throat> All right. All right, let's pull it out. Let's introduce our guest. Sure. He is this year's best officer of the year. Yeah. Which doesn't surprise me at all. <clears throat> Excuse me. This is Joe Fortner. Joe is the officer over in DeKalb County, one of two officers over there. Correct. And I've known Joe a long time. Uh, Joe's daddy, Tony, worked for the Tennessee Wildlife Resources Agency for, I guess, 30 years or so, Joe. He started in 1978. 1978. And he retired a few years ago. He was Williamson County. If, if uh, there was hardly a person that didn't know Joe, that didn't know your daddy. Uh, over in, in Tony, over in Fortner County. Over in Fortner County. <laughs> Fortner, he's got his own county now. <laughs> they might want to rename it that. There's not many people. Let me start off from the beginning. There's not many people, Joe, who didn't know your daddy, Tony, over in Williamson County. Absolutely. No. He was well-known, and, and you went in there and worked for a few years yourself in Williamson I did. County. Yeah. So you started at our gun range at Stones River. Yes, in 2004, I started at Stones River as the range manager over there. And we're going to ask him some questions about that today, about shooting ranges and what y'all need to do when you go to them. Then you went to Williamson County. I did, 2005. Were you working with your dad at that time? Not at that time. He retired, um, and I actually went to work for the county in Williamson County in 2005. And that's a picture of your dad on the left there with, with Tim Cleveland, who was on a few weeks ago. Yes, uh, yeah. Okay, and then your dad came back. It was no reason to go into a long explanation how that worked, but he came back and worked for a year or two with He us. did. He had the opportunity to come back and um, actually be my partner in Williamson County. In Fortner County? In Fort- Fort- yeah. County. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> we might go ahead and uh, submit a letter on that. I like it. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, he came back, and uh, we worked together for a year, and it was uh, it was really neat. Uh, being able to to work work with your dad, uh, not only just work with, but uh, be your partner uh, yeah. as far as in law enforcement and who are the two officers in Williamson County, and that uh, was re- really fun. I learned a lot from him. He had a lot of years oh, to dad, smart uh, man, absolutely, yeah. absolutely. So it helped me out tremendously, and uh, it was just a really neat opportunity to be able to do that. Okay, and then <clears throat> from Williamson County, you recently or a few years ago. You made another move over to what we call Region 3, out of Region 2 into DeKalb County. That's right. Went right across the regional <clears throat> line into DeKalb County in uh, spring of 2012. 
Spring of 2012. All right. How's the move been for you? It's been good. Been good. Great county. Um, just good folks um, over there. And uh, got a good partner. Um, just um, we're happy. All right. Tony Cross is your partner over there. Yes. Right? Or is, should we call it Cross County? I don't Cross know. County. That's right. That's, that's about right. He's got a... It's, he's got a similar reputation as my dad did for all those years. He's been there for a long time, and everybody knows Tony, and everybody loves Tony. Uh, I have much respect for Tony. He's a good officer over too. there. Well, you've done a good job, Joe. You have won uh, this year's Officer of the Year, Southeastern Outdoor Officer of the Year, Tennessee's Officer of the Year, and you get to go to a big meeting later this year and, and be among the candidates who might be named Southeastern Officer of the Year. And anyway, whether you do or not, it's a great honor, and it's given to officers – who do a lot of work with both enforcement, but also their information, their efforts with the public and all that kind of stuff. And so great honor. Well, thank you very much. That is a big honor. I mean, there's some great officers across the state and I'm really honored. So that was really neat. Yeah. The other day at the commission, we had a commission meeting, a long commission meeting over in Crossville and they recognized Joe at that meeting for his, um, for the work that he did. So how are you liking that DeKalb County? And I want to talk some about how good it is and, and why sportsmen might want to go there. Okay. Yeah. DeKalb County, as I said, it's a, it's a great County. I came from uh, Williamson County, as we just discussed and Williamson was a good County too. Um, it's two totally different counties uh, as far as just the dynamics and, the, um, you know, uh, Williamson County has turned into a pretty populated, uh, um, somewhat urban county uh, there's still um, rural areas left and there's still some excellent hunting um probably i'd say one of the best deer hunting um, counties in the state you know as far as quality deers coming out of williams county there's absolutely some great deer down there and a, um, a lot of stuff going on that's a good county um you know nothing uh there's the real reason i left williamson county is a uh, we had uh, three young kids, had uh, twin girls born, uh, um, and uh, had new, newborn twins, and my three-year-old son, and my wife's from White County, and uh, my mom lives up in Cookville, and we uh, decided with uh, three three and under, it was time to see if we couldn't get a little back up with some grandmamas, so uh, the Cab County opened up, and... Um, you know, the Cab County's just—it's a good, good old game warden county, if you don't call it that. It's rural and uh, lots of hunting and fishing and, and boating, and um, it's been a good move. We've enjoyed it. Okay, what would be the uh, what's the what's the city? This is the largest city, Smithville. Smithville would mm-hmm. be the county seat. It is. Okay, and a couple other smaller cities in there. Uh, Alexandria. Okay, um, and um, the other smaller um, would be just little communities and uh, nothing. Uh, uh, okay, Dowtown and Liberty and Liberty. Those that, There's a good creek that runs through Liberty. There's a great creek that goes through Liberty. <laughs> I'm sure familiar with that creek. Doug We've talked about that creek. creek. Yeah. All right. Well, good, Joe. Tell us then about DeKalb County. As far as is there public lands there? One, I know you have Center Hill and you have Center Hill Lake mm-hmm. and you have Caney Fork River yes. below Center Hill. Are there other public bodies of water there or other public lands in DeKalb County? Well, uh, as far as waters go, Center Hill Lake. Uh, uh, I don't know the exact percentage, but I'd say probably 90% of Center Hill Lake is in DeKalb County. Okay. You know, um, so the, just about all of it is there. And um, all the land surrounding um, Center Hill Lake is core property, you know. Okay. And um, they that's um, they open that up for public hunting. So you so, can hunt deer and turkey on that, yes. that great land around yeah, there. That's right. And so they've got some excellent opportunity around the lake. Or squirrel. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Um, and then uh, you mentioned the Caney Fort. Um, it's um, one of, I guess, the kind of the, in the central 
Tennessee area, probably the premier trout stream around. I doubt. can't think of any other that would um, compete with it. And uh, just uh, gets a lot, gets a lot of pressure, but um, it's got good. a lot of fish. I, it's unbelievable. Um, I, I'm on it. I wouldn't say every week, two weeks, I'm, I'm going down to Caney, sometimes more. And um, it just amazes me the, the quality of fish that, that's just everywhere. We, we talked about that before. you, And then there's a photograph out on, uh, I think Mimi posted it, of a brown trout. It's about this long that yes. the angler's holding. It's incredible. And, of course, the state record brook trout came out of there just a little while ago. Just a few months ago and made news all over the place. How long was that again? But did you not have me? Not in Okay, oh, it was about that long. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you just said that, didn't you? All right, sorry about that. One more thing. Anyway, it's a great piece of water. It is cold. That The Center Hill Lake is a very deep, smallmouth-style lake. Yes. And so that water's coming from the bottom of that lake down into the Caney Fork, and, and it's been stocked with brook trout and rainbow and brown trout. And despite how crowded it's become, it's become a big kayak canoe. It is. Um, um, and it creates some issues that we want to talk to you about, but it still fishes wonderfully. Oh, uh, absolutely. It, um, it, it's a great river. Uh, people, they fly fish it, as you saw. They, they rod and reel fish it. They spin fish it. They use corn. They use salmon eggs. They use flies that are so small. Chris Nish and our guide friend, you can't even see what they are and catch monster fish on them. Mm-hmm. It's a unique place. There are a lot of difficulties on it or, or controversies on it right now. Joe, I don't think anybody's come to fist fights yet, but it's people getting used to each other. We have a campaign going called Share the River that was started in large part because of the Caney Fork River. Because a few years ago, a lot of liveries, uh, canoe liveries or kayak liveries sprung up down there. Now you got these folks that are all over the place doing this, and it's within their right. They're doing what they want to do. But sometimes some of these folks are new to what they're doing, and they don't know when a f- person's fishing to give them a little room, and it creates Absolutely. some irritation there. It does. And, you know, um, it's just a mutual respect that uh, we need to work on. And um, and for the most part, it's good. Um you know, but uh, the problem is it, it gets a lot of people. Um, you know, we'll I keep track with the number of you know, when, when I work it. Um, something depending on how I'm working, but when I work it going up the river, we'll check for life jackets, make sure everybody's complying on that. We'll keep a track a number of canoes and kayaks that we come uh, in contact with, and it's not uncommon to have 500 to 600 contacts in between a six mile stretch in one day. In one day. Five or six hundred? Yes. Um, it gets a lot. So, um, you know, and 95% of them are great. No problems whatsoever. They respect the fishermen. They'll, you know, go to whichever side they're not fishing, and uh, it's not a problem. Um, and, you know, for the most part, the, the others that don't, um, it's more of a, a lack of understanding. Okay. You know, they're, they're new to it, um, and, uh, the, you know, they might not think anything about going right in front of a fisherman or going up right on top of where he's wanting to fish, you know, the structure or the current that he's wanting to throw into. And I'm not so sure it affects the fish all that much. It just affects your fishing trip. The the fish are so used to the traffic, um, I really don't think it affects them much at all. But, you know, it's it's aggravating as a fisherman, um, you know, when uh, you're working on this stump or you're working on whatever, and, um, you know, all of a sudden you get 10 kayaks going on top of where you're where you were do y'all talk to them do you and tony and the other officers that might do you try to talk to some of those and explain to them what's going on yeah and you know people are very receptive receptive to it i mean generally it's not a problem they're not trying to mess up that guy's fishing okay and um 
And at the same time, there's fishermen that, you know, might not be as um, giving as they ought to be, too. I, I agree I mean, with there, that. There's fault on both sides. Yeah. Um, you know, um, you sharing the creek, you sharing the river is what it's all about. And, um, you know, just because a fisherman can't stand on one side and throw to the other, he can't get upset if he's fishing the whole, the whole stream. So, um, you know, mm-hmm. the, they're going to have to give a little, too. They've, you know, when it's all said and done, the, the boats have just as much right to the river as the fishermen. It is um, public water. So it's public water. So, yeah. you know, as I said, a little give and take to both. I think everybody can, can go down the river and enjoy it very much. And and really the, the canoe and kayaking stuff is primarily in the hotter times of the year anyway, yes. right? They kind of disappear in the fall and the winter, and those trout don't care about that cold. That's right. And, you know, right now school started back, and our, our canoeing traffic has gone down a lot. So, um, you know, the fishermen can take this as an opportunity to get out there if they don't want the boating traffic to as um, much as it has been to get out there and, um, and not have to compete as much. Okay. Are, the, are people being, are they pretty good these days, Joe, on the river about wearing their life jackets? I know the shot that Jason popped up there. He's got, he looks, everything's right. He's Absolutely. got on his jacket. The, um, they're doing a, a really good job of, you know, the majority probably don't wear it. You know, but they've all um, they've got it within hand reach ninety five ninety six percent of the time. Okay. So it, it's um, you know we check as I told you we check a lot of boats and um, you know we'll write you know a few tickets for it. And, you know it's a generating river. It can hit you know dangers. You know when they and um, so uh, but you know it's very rare. Um, you know ninety eight ninety nine percent of the time everybody's compliant and then these are the folks putting life jackets on the kids that are 12 and under on it? yeah for the most part they are mm-hmm. um you know um here again this this very very small percentage um don't uh, but as far as just the compliance rate it's um they're very good about you know keeping those kids safe all right good deal and i'm glad you brought up the generation schedule too if you've never fished below a dam they generate they turn on the big bowls or the generators and they boil out and the water comes down and, and the levels rise real mm-hmm. quick have you seen any issues much on the candy fork with that in recent years as oh, far yeah. as people getting in trouble um, and danger it does happen um it's not um you know this year i need to knock on wood uh we haven't had that call yet um but um up till this year every, um since i've been there for three or four years and uh, we've had one at least one rescue that we've had to come down and assist with and, and that's, don't park your trucks out on those gravel bars now we have lost two trucks this year have you? <laughs> i sure have uh, people you know if um it's if you're used to a river that you can just go drive down to and park right beside it and um go down and float and come back um don't do it on the Caney Fork because uh, <laughs> yeah. that water will, you'll see nothing but the cab of the truck when you get back if they're generating. It does happen and, if you uh, leave your equipment laying on that bar and walk <laughs> away from it. If you leave right. anything out there or even your body, I learned a long time ago with my long legs that, that uh, when that water starts rising, you better get out of there quick. You don't waste any time. And especially if you got on waders because that stuff will come over the and, top of and that. They can get bad in a hurry with waders. You know, those waders fill up before you realize it and you're in trouble. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Wonderful river. Just be safe with That's it. That's right. Be cordial of everyone. Tell me about Center Hill Lake a little bit. Is it getting a lot of traffic these days? Are, is, are there starting to be much development around it? Still a sort of reclusive lake? What? Uh, this, I would um, compared to when I was in Williamson and I'd come, you know, help with Percy Priest and the the Davidson County um, lakes. Um, you know, it's a much lower key, much slower, much um, to me more enjoyable. There's not as many boats, um, 
and uh, it's it's a different lake um, than than that. Uh, but you know, we're close enough to Nashville. Uh, you can be on Center Hill, about well, probably less than an hour from Nashville. So we do have a lot of Nashville traffic that we, Cookville to the east of Cookville Nashville to, to the, the west. east. That's right. Cookville's about twenty five thirty minutes east of us. So um, it's in a great location, and uh, and yes, we do have a lot of boating traffic, but. You know, not near nothing that the Nashville and Chattanooga lakes, you know, have um, coming to them. But we, yes, we definitely. I've stay never busy. got never got good on. But the fishermen that are good on Center Hill, they're some of the best fishermen you'll ever come across. They can catch those bass fishermen. There's a bass club over oh, there, yeah, one or two. There. Yeah. They are as good as anybody I've seen. They are. It's a different lake. You know, if you're used to the Percy Priest or the old Hickory Lakes, you know, they're somewhat shallow. If you want to, you know, in uh, uh, Center Hill and. Um, you know, it's a big impoundment, and it's deep, and, you know, it uh, drops off quick, and it's different fishing than, you know, uh, finding your little shallow spots. And um, But, yeah, absolutely, some excellent fishermen, some good smallmouth over there. And, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, a few years ago, I fished, I didn't fish tournaments much, but it was a charity tournament, and I fished it with a friend of mine, and we ran all up and down the lake, and we weren't catching anything, and naturally, we weren't catching anything, nobody else was, and when we went back, they weighed in, I think 800 and something pounds of largemouth and smallmouth, <laughs> and I knew that tournaments were never going to be for me. It's a wonderful lake, though. It's It's got good smallmouth in it and good largemouth in it, and it's got great big bluegill and shellcracker sure in it, is. and and there's... I, not sending me, and I don't think we have the photos, but there's black nose crappie. When I think of black nose crappie, I think of Center Hill because that's where it all started in Tennessee, where black nose crappie was stopped, stocked. Anders Murr, might have, maybe before your time. It Joe. was definitely before I was over there, yeah. Yeah, and they stocked black nose crappie in the Center Hill, and they took off there, and, and everybody loved them, and now we stock black nose crappie all it's, over the place. Nah, I didn't right know that. You taught me something. Yeah. So that yeah. was where it started. There's huh? a guy named Anders Murr, Murr uh-huh. and he was, uh, he was one of your biologists over in Region 3 yes. before you started. I, I know the name, yeah. Yeah, he's, he did a great job, and also had stuff to do with that size limit over on uh, – on Del Holler for those smallmouth that everybody loved now. Okay. So he was good. Anyway, any what what other little secrets do you have over in DeKalb County? Good deer and good turkey hunting. You can go yes, around the lake. Uh, you know, we're still close enough. We got, um, you know, half the counties in the, the Nashville Basin area, so it's still got that quality, you know, deer that the, the Nashville Basin grows so, so well. Um, and then, S- smaller bodies of water? There are some streams and creeks. Um, while we're talking about trout, uh, you know, we um, have a couple of small trout creeks that we stock in um, February, March, and April um, called Pine Creek and Sink Creek are the two creeks that uh, that we do that to. And um, it gets a lot of the – it seems like it's mainly the locals um, that come down there and kind of get away from the Caney Fork and, you know, enjoy it. Uh, if, that, if you opened up our, our – fishing guide and looked at the creeks that are stocked in the summertime spring and summer wood mm-hmm. pine and sink are they among those that are yes, listed yeah, on there listed on there okay and I, I think i fished one of them before they're pretty little creek i mean they they're small are. but they're, they're beautiful little creeks pretty pretty creeks um, yeah, but they're small um you know they're um, not very deep man they're 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 good creeks to fish okay remember you got to have permission to access a lot of those yes right? yeah you got to have permission and there, there's a couple of spots that um you know everybody can go down there and have access to but yes um if you go very far either direction you're gonna have to have permission to to be on their land okay all right let's switch subjects a little bit back in the days before you worked in fortner county you were <laughs> you were you were the uh range you, you ran the range at stones river yes yes and this is a time of year where a lot of folks are going to our shooting ranges and uh, getting ready for deer season 
and a lot of folks go to them. I'm going to ask you that question. So a lot of folks just go to shoot. When you the days you were there, you were there in the very early days of, of Stones River Range, and that's a really good range right here in, in the Nashville area near between Mount Juliet and Nashville. Mm-hmm. And great range, great public range. What did you um, what did you see in terms of people who were using it? Were they mostly hunters or were they mostly shooters or a combination? It was a combination. Um, you know, it's got a, um, a pistol range on, you know, one of the three ranges is a handgun range. And um, it would get a lot of um, users that weren't necessarily hunters that just liked to shoot. Um, you know, I, you know, I guess everybody kind of had that same common interest, and they probably hunted before. But um, it seemed like the handgun shooters that they a lot of them just just enjoyed to shoot, uh, just enjoyed the going and shooting. So um, I'd say it's probably half and half. Um, a lot of them probably don't hunt as much as they have in the past, or maybe not even at all. But they want to keep shooting. But they want to keep shooting. Yeah. That's right. It's a good sport. Do you remember if you had the do's and don'ts of a range or if you had the tips that you wanted to give folks coming to a range, what would they be? What did you? What mistakes did people make? What did they do wrong? What did they do right? Well, um, you know, uh, I guess the first thing on a range, um, you know, today, everybody, not everybody, but a lot of people have concealed carries. And, um, you know, it's perfectly fine to carry a, a concealed loaded firearm um but when you come to a range um we want to inspect that firearm mm-hmm. you know we want to make sure before you're shooting it down range and on our ranges that um um you know it's the the gun is going to be safe for you and whoever's on the lane next to you so um yeah the our our main rule going into it that all firearms are unloaded and in a case so um and that that makes somebody angry every now it and does and it, it aggravates it, but it does no it shouldn't at all i mean we're not trying to impede on anybody's rights or anything but we're we are wanting to run a safe range and you know at this place you know they're going to take that firearm out and they're going to be shooting it and we're going to give them a safe place to do it and we want to keep them safe just like everybody else the guy safe. next to them safe. that's right. right so um yeah, I mean, when they leave, they can load it up, stick it back on their hip, and do whatever. But when they come in, they're going to go through the inspection station, and it does need to be unloaded and encased, and, and so everybody can, you know, take it out and look at it, and um, you know, make sure that it's it is what it needs to be to shoot at a public range. Okay, all right. If they do that, everything goes. And there were very few incidents when you were there. Uh, yes, uh, when I was there, there, uh, there's. There's been, uh, there wasn't really any problems um, as far as with the firearms itself. Um, people, you know, we um, give everybody a, a, a safe place, a safe line to shoot on. They can't go past it. Um, and, as, you know, as long as they're pointed down range and um, that there's no problems we have. It's a manned range, being that there's range safety officers that work it, RSOs we call them. And, um, you know, we try to keep two or three per range. One of them sitting on the podium, overlooking everybody, calling the hot, and you know he's on he's on the megaphone and calling the hot range and cold range and um, giving the commands. And then there'll be uh, one or two walking around, just making sure that everybody's doing what they need to do. What would the agency do without range safety officers? Oh, that would shut down. Yeah, um, it, that's that place is. Um, held together by that core group of guys these are all volunteers all volunteers and just an incredible group of people and uh, that's what keeps it keeps it going if it wasn't for that um you know you couldn't couldn't operate a a safe uh 
public gun range. Okay, so make sure you have everything encased. Any other tips like that? Anything for the rifle or that you can think of? Well, you know, just more than anything, listen to the commands. Okay. Um, you know, and it can be difficult. You know, once you get your earplugs in and your muffs on, you know, they're on a they're on a loudspeaker, so you, they can be heard. But you know, listen to the commands, and when when you hear something in the background talking, listen to them, and they say cease fire, it's time to quit, or you know, they'll give a two minute warning, or um, you know, uh, and just tell you what you need to be doing to keep everybody safe. Okay, and these ranges are open to everybody, right? Correct. You don't have to have a hunting license. No. To go what do you need, Joe? Uh, well, you can go in and uh, uh, buy your permit there on site. Um, I think it's it's been a few years since I was there, but I believe um, it's eight dollars uh, two hour. Um, I'm shaking my head, but now. I'm not sure either. But it's I, on our website. I, I, I can see Jason right. in the background working on it. Check out our website for sure. It's out there. Last time we talked a little about range, after the words, we said, hey, there's prices on there. We should have shown it. Yeah, there, we should have shown that. So. so it's on this website, right? Yeah, it's right. around the $8 mark. And, uh, you know, it's for two hours of, of range time. Um, you know, it's a pretty good deal to get be given such a, a good place to go. All right, Joe. Uh, what's your wife's name? Misty. And your children? You got three kids. Carly and Jolie are the twins. They're three years old, and my son's six, and his name is Anderson. And is he going to Williamson County one day, too? <laughs> yeah, well, he, he might. <laughs> or whatever he county. Might. Fortner County. <laughs> Joe, you're great. We appreciate you being on here. Well, thanks. I enjoyed congratulations. It. Uh, I appreciate it very much. You've, uh, your young guy's already done a lot of stuff. And I heard somebody call you a kid the other day at the at the commission <laughs> meeting. I thought, well, he's he's not quite a kid, but he's not far from it. He's a great officer, Joe. Thank you very much. All right, Jason. Hey, make sure you check out our show, tmwildcast.com. You can find all the previous shows, the current shows right there. Watch Facebook and Twitter. We're going to be putting out our Wildcast extras, and that'll keep you up to date on what's going on in Tennessee. Hey, when you hat and shirt. Yeah. All right, hat and shirt. Watch that extra. We'll Come see back. you next week. Thanks. Thanks.